Urban Spelunking is supported by Landmark Credit Union. Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, Bobby, this week we are in downtown Wauwatosa, building that I know really well. I spent a lot of hours in this building. I know a lot of Milwaukeeans spent time in this building as well. Uh, this is the former home of the Chancery. The uh, the main restaurant still exists as Jose's Blue Sombrero, but next door, attached to this building, is this incredible bar that uh, when I worked there, it was called the Del Monte Bar, attached to the, the Chancery. Just a stunning, like, just an, an incredible bar. Beautiful ceiling, beautiful back bar, which we'll talk about later on. Uh, but right now, it's been reopened. It's been open as Vendetta Coffee since... Uh, this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So Vendetta um, opened there as a sort of traditional Italian style coffee bar. Um, so it's a coffee shop, but, you know, with that sort of Italian bent to it, lots of macchiatos and yes. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in the space that the Chancery had called the Del Monte Bar, as you said, which was nothing to do with canned fruit. <laughs> right. right? Um, it's because the the beautiful, beautiful bar in there and the back bar are were built by Brunswick in Chicago in uh, 1906, and it was their Del Monte model bar. Oh, okay. So, so that was like the brand name for the bar. The the bar the brand name would have been Brunswick, and the model would the have model been the, would have been the Del Monte. And those were uh, all they built them for bars all over the country. There are you know, there are still some that survive uh, all over the place, but this one is our very own. And um, when this new coffee bar opened, I felt like I had to go in there and finally do a story on this because I first sort of looked into this place very slightly when I was writing about Ristorante Bartolotta across the street Mm -hmm. because that was a Pabstide house. Uh, And I knew that this building, which is like a three-story cream city brick building, was a Miller Tide house for a while. So they were sort of in, you know, as the breweries did, they opened across from each other in, you know, maximum competition mode. Dueling beer barons, I suppose. It was interesting when we talked about the Restaurante Bartolato, um, they kind of had, he kind of had the opposite attitude um, to the downtown area. Wasn't, wasn't Restaurante Bartolato one of the first restaurants to open down there? And it was kind of like, if we open up, others will open. And it was kind of all, all. Yeah, all ships it, will rise. Yeah, right? it really worked. I mean, the Chancery was there before them, um, but they were the first like fine dining restaurant yeah. down there. Yeah, for sure. And now there's Larev and there's there's other places. Yeah. Well, I used to work at the Chancery. I worked there in uh, college. It was. I felt like I was part of something like uniquely Milwaukee and uniquely Wisconsin when I worked there. And I got to say, I when when I worked there, I didn't quite appreciate how beautiful, like how unique the building was, and how beautiful this particular bar is this del monte bar it's like you think about um like the nicest bar you've ever sat at i mean this is and this, this one's, is in there and this yeah. one's nicer than that right it's just <laughs> incredible i mean the the craftsmanship the mahogany the the detail and uh it's it, it, it really is breathtaking with the with the uh like tin ceiling that remains mm-hmm. and the great news is of course that bar is is a is the centerpiece of this uh vendetta coffee yeah. shop all of that is still there when you walk in it's just stunning there's there's just 
like you said, the beautiful ceiling. It's got the bar. It's got uh, nice molding around, like crown moldings and stuff. It's It really feels like you're walking into a, a little bit of history right there. Well, coming up in the second part of our conversation, we're going to uncover how this bar got in Milwaukee in the first place. Uh, spoiler, it originated elsewhere and was brought to Milwaukee. So we'll tell you exactly where and more about the history of this building. This building had a, a lot of history before the Chancery as well. We'll dig into that next on Urban Spelunking. Support for 88.9 Radio Milwaukee comes from your membership and Landmark Credit Union. Landmark Credit Union is proud to support Urban Spelunking and is proud to have been guiding members with financial options since 1933. Information about membership is at LandmarkCU.com. Landmark Credit Union. Like listening to Milwaukee-produced podcasts? Then check out Radio Milwaukee's innovation podcast, Diverse Disruptors, hosted by me, Tariq Moody. We talk with entrepreneurs from across the country that are innovating for a more inclusive world. Listen at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Disruptors. Diverse Disruptors is presented by University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Northwestern Mutual, and United Way's Tequity. And we are back at Vendetta Coffee, formerly the Del Monte Bar. This is a bar that was built in 1906, but it, it didn't arrive in Milwaukee until some time later. Uh, it was built by Brunswick in Chicago, correct? Yeah. So they made all kinds of different bars. Um, and this was one of the models that they made. And it was a pretty deluxe model, I think. And it's got like three arches and it's made out of mahogany and birch and oak. And there's hand carved details on it and all sorts of just beautiful little elements and you can see the way they maximize the use of the wood grain in it. It's really just stunning, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not just the bar. I guess I'm calling it the bar, but it it also includes the back bar, which is really the showcase. It's mirrors and these these big mahogany posts Mm -hmm. and it's all been, of course, kept up over the years, so it's just, it's in great shape. It looks really beautiful. Um, And it, it does look like the like the nicest bar you've ever sat in, <laughs> right. right? It really does. It really does. It's the kind of thing that you walk in and you're just your jaw drops, right? I mean, it's it's really beautiful. And it was originally built for a bar in Chicago, in like the Pullman District on the far south side of Chicago. Okay. Um, and it was there for decades and decades. And at some point, that bar closed, and the the Del Monte was taken out of it and put in storage in Indiana somewhere, and. Um, I guess the owners of the Chancery got it through like an antique dealer or something and had it completely restored and installed. Um, We're not sure the exact year, but we know that the Chancery opened there in 1979 and we know that you worked there around 2008. So (laughs) that gives us somewhere a window there. Um, And I got to say, I mean, like I, I was, uh, I worked there for a brief time and you know, they, the Chancery was known for their popcorn at the time. Like every table was greeted with a basket of popcorn. So I was more fixated on kind of the, you know, cleaning the popcorn machine and getting the fish fry orders in. I never you tend really, to not look at the, at the <laughs> yeah. architecture when you're doing that, right? I never stopped to really af- appreciate how special that the architecture is and how like how you just feel differently when you're when you're sitting as a you know in a in the like a, I remember they always had the room a little bit darker. The wood was darker. It had this you know the tin ceiling we talked about. It felt really upscale, really uh, adult. You know, it, yeah. it felt it did not yeah. feel like a popcorn basket place. You no, know, it right. felt like a, I, a, a bourbon neat type place. Right, right, and that's how it looks now too. Yeah. Right, um, but I will tell you that my chancery was the downer chancery. Oh, okay. And um, when I was in college and just out of college. Um, 
I would go there for all you can eat fried chicken night. Oh yeah, and big, all big you can eat shrimp night because oh yeah, you could eat a lot of food <laughs> for not a lot of money. That <laughs> that all was pretty good. Eat, when all you can eat fried chicken was when you're like 22 and oh, you yeah. gotta not spend a ton of money. I know? think when I worked there, they had like a build your own pasta, the fried chicken. I, I remember think they still that did too. That. I remember it was the really big. Yeah, a lot of popcorn though. I lots of popcorn. <laughs> a lot yes. of popcorn cleaning. <laughs> you should be thankful you didn't ever have to clean that popcorn machine. That I, was I'm very thankful. <laughs> but that was a great job. I felt like I was like really plugged into, you know, a lot of people came and went through the chancery and even when I worked there in the early 2000s, people were talking about going there in the 80s and the 70s, you know, when they opened yeah, up in 79. Right. right. And and it's kind of sad because they're mostly gone. I think a couple survive, right? I think there's one in Waukesha. The chancery, yeah. And I think maybe that one at the um, outlet mall in Kenosha might still be open. I can't even say. Don't even know. But, I mean, as far as 27th Street's gone, Downer's gone, Tosa's gone. Yeah. But Jose's Blue Sombrero is, yes, is owned by the same company. Operating in that same space. So they've yep. kind of rebranded and, and pivoted there. But uh, was was the was the bar portion never really part of Jose's? Was that always separate? I think, yeah, I think it has, to my knowledge, it's been separate. Got it. Yeah. Um but that, so the building that that's in though was for a while um, leased by Miller. Like the, some people had, some of the sources I saw said that it was built by Miller, but I didn't really find any proof of that. And the archivist at Miller did not either. Could find that it had been leased um, by Miller until Prohibition, then not anymore. And then it becomes like a butcher shop. For quite a while, it was a butcher shop. Um, then for a long time, there were barbers in there and sure. hair salons. Um, interestingly, uh, an early iteration of like Kalmbach, the, that published Model Railroader and another, uh, modeling magazine were located in that building too. Wow. So butchers, printing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then there <laughs> were lots of other, now. yeah, there was, oh, and, uh, for a long time it was called the Pythian building because it was home Pythia. to the Knights of Pythias. What is that? Was like a, uh, like a lodge. You know, like a, like a Knights of Columbus or a Knights, you know, um, they had their hall upstairs there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, here we are again. You know, yeah. another another building that we it, it got us in with the incredible architecture and the bar and, mm -hmm. and so much more. Yeah, but those butchers. I mean, those those businesses like the butcher that that uh, propelled it through prohibition. It's. I mean, that's that's an interesting component of its story. And then to think back at, that this. You know, it's hard to confirm whether or not they, it was built by Miller, but the fact that it was a, across the street from a, a Pabstide house is pretty interesting, too. Yeah, and there were, I've written about other bars in Tosa Village that were basically right across the street, too. So that, like, like Milwaukee, Tosa had uh, at least one bar in every corner. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it was like if when uh, people would, would leave the Miller one and go to the Pabst stumble one. Stumble over was, to the Pabst one. And you know, if there was any... Stumble uh, over to the house place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, definitely go to go to our website and check out the just the pictures of this bar. Or better yet, go you know to Vendetta. What? Go there. Right. Get a go macchiato, lean up against, against the bar like you're in Italy, and <laughs> and just marvel at the place. It's beautiful. And that's really what they're going for is that, that authentic Italian uh, coffee experience. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of, a, you know, a lot of folks do coffee in Milwaukee. A lot of places get coffee. This is, I suppose, uh, a bit more of a focused coffee experience. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think you're getting all those, like, pumpkin spice uh, frappuccinos and things <laughs> like that there. But. Well, podcasts here on 88.9, produced by Kenny Perez. Urban Spelunking on Radio Milwaukee, supported by Landmark Credit Union, with support from On Milwaukee. And handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. If you're not subscribing to our podcast, please do subscribe to Urban Spelunking. We've also got a lot of other podcasts. We've got one about food, one about film, and one about music. 
new episodes of that every week. Plus, our, our current podcast is called Diverse Disruptors, and that's all about entrepreneurship and tech here in Milwaukee. You can find all of our podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. And here on Urban Spelunking, we're always looking for your feedback. You can drop a review and please do rate and subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out a ton. And go back in the archives. Last week, if you missed our our, um, our piece about uh, A. Werner Silversmith, that was fun. We got to learn about that building. Totally fun. You should check that out. Yeah, and lots and lots, lots of content. We've been at this for a few years now. So go back, learn about Milwaukee, and make sure and subscribe and follow us as we put out new episodes every Tuesday. <laughs>